to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for yet another week. Uh, as always, you're joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Bianca's with us once again, and we have Sarah. Hello. Say hello, everyone. Go, go hey. say it. Good. Excellent. Hello, everyone. Excellent. Good. Uh, unfortunately, Kent, though, can't be with us. He is actually off looking for a haircut. I may join him soon. Anyway, off with, on with the show. Um, team. Here we are. We're back. Yes. We're back. We're back another week. Another week later. Another week in. We're, we're, we're uh, better than ever. Better than ever. Here, rock and roll. Rock and. Has anyone roll. been counting how many weeks we're in lockdown? Sarah. Um, we went into lockdown the twenty third of May. I mean, twenty third of March. Twenty so third of March, and here we are, still in wow. lockdown. Wow. Three, four, five, six, seven weeks. I think we went into lockdown about the same time, didn't we? Yeah, but it was yeah. so much more half-assed lockdown for Australia. It wasn't full lockdown. Yeah, true. But it's been about seven weeks. Uh, fair enough. Uh, anyway, on with the show. On this edition of this podcast, this cast we call a pod, um, we will be discussing a couple of things, a couple of things that have been brought to the table, one of which is song lyrics that we either sung wrong, heard wrong, or never knew were incredibly dirty. Or all of the above. Mm. Uh, we also have for you uh, other topics which I, which I can't remember. <laughs> we discussed them about four seconds ago before I hit, we hit, all hit record. Can't remember what they were. <laughs> Guys, what were they? Canopies. Canopies. And perceptions canopies. of childhood. Exactly. Perceptions of childhood. There you go. See, again, a, a bit like on, on the same kind of line of incorrect song lyrics we're going to talk about. Things that we visualized wrong or, or just had a weird way of picturing them as a child. And Drew, what was the last topic? If we had to talk about something, it was Tony Hawk's, was it not? Yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk has some exciting news. He does. Um, basically, there is something very exciting in the pipeline. Um, you could oh, say the half, the half, pipe the half line. pipeline, I guess. Uh, hey, hey, oh, uh, ding, ding, ding. And if we need to fill in time, we've also got the... Elephant in the room, and that is Corona, c- 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 my Corona virus. Good stuff. Of course. Cool, but let's <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully, let's not get to that. Anyway, Indeed. on with the show, team. Uh, let's start right at the top, and that is the wonderful subject, uh, the wickedly wonderful one and only incorrect <laughs> song lyrics. Um, we've all heard song lyrics wrong. We've all sung, sung song lyrics wrong. We've all had no idea that songs were completely not appropriate to be sung out loud. Um, you know, going from things like the Macarena being performed at weddings, for example, is just another kind of, you know, tangent of that and everything like that. Team, what do we have? What do we have? What, what thoughts do we have on this topic and what songs do we have on this topic? I think the fact is we all have done it and we all still do it. We mix it up constantly. Mm. I I know a lot of lyrics, but I don't realise their meaning as much as I should. Yeah. See, I'm I'm quite I'm quite immune to this problem because I'm awful at remembering song lyrics. Um, I I I have a a very bad habit of singing one long of an entire song and doing the rest as something 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 or humming the tune. So I'm I'm fairly okay. I get I get away with it a fair bit though. I think you so. do have you... this annoying habit when we're on drives. You just start like mm-hmm. moaning a tune. You, it's not singing. It's just like, <laughs> and then the you never finish it. Over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Over and over <laughs> until it shits me, and I I have to put on the song just to hear the rest of it. 
Do you ever find when when you don't remember a passage that you drop your voice and you'll be singing and then you go, oh, yeah, no, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that's to, like, that's like, it yep. was a long that's like, um, dark December on the rooftops. <laughs> Snow. <laughs> have you guys seen the episode? Like... Have you guys seen the episode of, um, Mr. Bean, where he's singing Hallelujah in the church, yeah. and he doesn't know the lyrics, <laughs> and the rest of the song is going Hallelujah, and then it gets then it gets that part before he knows it's that part, and he's like, Oh, I know this one. Yeah, he gets yeah, so excited. No. Yeah, yep, yeah, no, it won't. Oh. Um, but we've all we've all been there. <laughs> Very clearly, we all have. Well, well, I mean, there was a comedian as well. Um, uh, what's his name? The fat guy with the purple top. McIntyre. No, mm. fat guy with the purple Peter top. Peter K. Peter K. Peter K. does a great um, compilation of um, songs exactly like that. Like he has a little tape recorder with him, and he plays plays the song out loud. Oh, for the I audience. think I've seen and, those skits. Yeah, like an example is um, you know the song um, "I Was Looking Up for Mercy, Mercy," but he he thought. <laughs> You know, I don't know, something about mercy, but he That's thought the, the song... That's not the lyrics. He's begging you for mercy. Begging, begging you for mercy. <laughs> begging. begging you for mercy. Anyway, he thought yeah, it was... Yeah. He thought I was begging you for birdseed. And then you can't unhear that. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I can hear and, that. And there was that... You know the song, um, We Are Family? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's the line... And I don't even know what the original lyrics was, but he thought it was... Um, I know I forget. I'm not going to mention it because I don't know what it is. But it's something about a vicar. There's I'll one that I. A... There's yes. one that I always remember, and it, it actually has ruined the song for me, where I can't unhear it. Living on a prayer. <laughs> you know the song. I yes. hear lemon yep. and a pe- lemon and a pear. Oh, lemon and a pear. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Yeah. I think I've just ruined a song for myself in my head while we're talking about yeah, this. Yeah, go go on. I've never for one second stopped to think about when Outcast are singing the line, shake it like a Polaroid picture. I've always just assumed they were shaking a Polaroid. I've never for once thought about what it actually meant. Drew, I've yeah, they're, never... they're talking about ass shaking. I... Yep. That one yeah, I've always known. Not... Not once in my entire life has that ever I entered my psyche until now. No, he goes, shake yep. it, shake it, shake it, shake it. And then he says, shake it, girl, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, I thought and it was and a Polaroid. And in the very <laughs> in the film clip at that point, there's a chick twerking. <laughs> well, I thought it was a Polaroid. And yet <laughs> Polaroid just always. Well, that's like, well, that's like, um... Well, it's not like, but you know, then then there's the alternative of when when you think that you, you know maybe maybe they're singing about something else. Take Pitbull for example, where he rhymes Kodak with Kodak. You know exactly that he's talking about Kodak, and not something else because he uses just, it twice. I just thought every Pitbull song was him showing that he knew how to count. <laughs> yeah, One, true. two, there's three, a bit of that. four, un, dos, tres, cuatro. I said that <laughs> yeah. completely wrong. Um, Sarah, do you have? And yet some... that sounded like every single Pitbull song. Did. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Sarah, do you have a song? Give us a song. I don't want to sing the lyrics Go. on air. Just say that. You can say it the lyrics. Explicit content. You can say explicit. Um, well, That's why we have a little E on our show. Yeah. We have the explicit thing. Well, mm. the song. I feel like I've not heard it since I realised what the real lyrics were, but the one that goes, I'm horny, 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 horny. 
that I sang as a kid saying Holly. And my dad just <laughs> fully endorsed it. He's <laughs> crank it up. Let us go for it. Well, I'm sure he, he appreciated that you were singing it safe. Does this beg bigger questions now? <laughs> oh my God. This just, remi- that reminded me. This is before I was born, but there's a video of it somewhere and I can't find it. I will find it one day. But my older brother, we had this family friend who, I think the age difference between them is like four years. So my brother was about four years old and our family friend was only like newborn. And my brother decided to um, have a performance and like sing for the new child. And and gathered like my mom and my dad and like our family friend's parents into a living room together. And then proceeded to sing the song, I Want to Freak You, (laughs) as a four-year-old. And to, like, singing it to this, like, baby, and he's four. And it was apparently the funniest thing, and they had to keep a straight face the entire time. But we have it on video somewhere, and i got to find it. How old is he now? (sighs) Justin is seven years older than me, so he's 34. And Melissa would Perfect. be 30. Oh, so not Melissa, Corinne would be 30. So, yeah. Um, Hang on. 34 and he was four when he did the original. Yeah, I think so. Can we get him to redo it? <laughs> yeah, probably. He Re-create. does, like, randomly sing songs and burst into song. But, yeah. But there is a video of a four-year-old serenading a baby, a newborn, to I Want to Freak You. Um, oh, dear. That is amazing. But uh, how brilliant is that? All the songs that we didn't realize were so dirty. Well, well, well. On that, there's the famous one. There's turning Japanese. You know, everything. In- indeed. Every film or any content from the '90s and early 2000s that referenced Japan. So, for example, you know, I remember it from Jackass, but Jackass can kind of get away with it with its with its real meaning as well. But basically, anything that referenced Japan automatically went to that song not just because of its modern take on the traditional but but it's but it's lyrics as well i think i'm turning japanese but the rest of the song absolutely paints the picture of what's happening yeah i took your picture you know like they're talking about getting something to masturbate from and then he turns japanese it's so inappropriate i don't get it He's orgasming, so his eyes are squinting. Oh, he's turning geez. Japanese. It is so <laughs> the fact that I had to spell it out. <laughs> Sorry, because we've got so like dr- we've got a camera on everyone, and f- Philip's yes. face as he was saying that was kind of like I can't believe I have to explain this. Explain it. <laughs> it was oh, like no, I don't. To teach this. My favorite part was explaining it, and then Drew just in the background going. <laughs> I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Weird. Yeah, but that song, like the fact that pop culture and kids' things even reference that song, and it's totally not appropriate. There's there's a whole passage in the song that makes it a little more obvious. No sex, no drugs, no wine, no women, no fun, no sin, no you, no wonder it's dark. <laughs> Well, look, I think that it's clear that uh, a bit like the Australian National Anthem and most anthems, not all the lyrics um, or not all the verses are sung. Leave out That's the true. Ones. Leave out the shitty ones and leave in the ones that make it completely innocent. lost and innocent and invisible in, 
to But like that what about what about me. milkshake? So milkshake was about was about giving it was about giving a hand job, wasn't it? Like I'm not imagining that. I thought it was about tits. Mm-hmm. Her titties. Yeah. Her milkshakes. Well, she had mil- milkshakes. Yeah, my milkshake brings a little place. Yeah. And that's why on Family Guy, Peter Griffin, yeah. when he has to sing it in, pr- in prison, he like does the like thing where he pr- clenches his arms in and squeezes well, his Well, either way, breath. however, yeah. whatever the song is about, it was on Kids Bop. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's what, a what's very, that? It's not, it's not an appropriate thing. <laughs> like, like, so fresh. It's a great kids song. Like, so kids fresh. Okay. Sing it, though. But if... Um, yeah, no, but, but yeah... I definitely think that it's not an appropriate one, and yeah, uh, milk milkshakes. Look, are... if we're going, yeah, no go, Drew. Oh, if we're going inappropriate for school, let's let's talk about the macarena for a minute. <laughs> well, I, again, we talk about school. We're talking about you know the fact that um, it's played at weddings, which I thought was rather innocent, and it's basically the if you if you just say shout out to someone white person, they say macarena. You know, it goes hand in hand. It's it's, it's the definition. Um, but okay, Drew, uh, the Macarena. Explain to me why it is so not appropriate to be played at weddings. Yet that is its main kind of run. To uh, to put it rather simply, the song is about a woman cheating on her boyfriend with two of his mates at the same time. Wait, so. If you you follow. So it is about at the same time. Like. Yes. Threesomes. Yes. What what does it. But they're all new lyrics. All I know is, hey, Macarena. No, but they're in a different language. Aye! And then there's a chick that that sings randomly halfway through it. Oh, yeah. But then it goes. And it's two friends. Have you ever watched the video for it? Yeah, it's just yes. two like balding guys standing there in suits. Yes, the two old guys. They, they were know... at the end of their career, hadn't had a hit in years, and then that song revived their career. And they kind they, they retired on the laurels. No, they did. They didn't ever have to work again. Yeah. The money they Lucky make God. off that song from people playing it at their weddings is phenomenal. White <laughs> it's weddings, insane. That's a um, in the in the spirit of all of this, I've actually gone ahead and dug up a list of counted sixty nine songs that we were unaware were dirty. Of course, sixty nine. Sh- yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm obviously not going to go through all of them, but there are a handful of interesting titles in here, like "Sweet Caroline" by Neil Diamond. What's how is Sweet Caroline dirty? Touching me. Oh, touching it's about losing your virginity. I get it now. Yeah. Sweet um, Caroline. Do, 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 do. Um, but hang on, hang on. Whenever I go to a like a, a Sydney Swans game, they that song is chanted by the entire crowd in like halftime. Yep. Yeah, that's because it's like. Ba, ba, ba. It, it's a sport. Yep. It's a high-profile sport. So, of course, they're talking about taking someone's virginity. <laughs> Certainly, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Drew, just quickly, before you get to that, uh, um, continue the yes. lesson in a moment, but but I guess I guess in the way of talking about songs that were... We didn't realise just how bad they were, like My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard or the song Milkshake. It it, it, it it is as bad as it sounds, but for some reason, kids are like, oh, that's fine, that's fine, no problem. Um, I thought the song Stacy's mom was was like that too. I kind of didn't really get the 
actual. Yeah, see, that was just you, Flip. Because yeah, I no, watched no, the I'm film. Yeah, I think that's just but you. But I'm saying me, I got what yeah, it was same. about. I got what, that it was the guy had a thing for the mum, or the mum had a thing for the guy. But, oh, but it just wasn't weird. But oh. I was just like, oh, that's that's okay. It's just, it, like, what? what? And I'm like, now, like, that song's like, MILF kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, MILF. continue. MILF. MILF. <laughs> what a, do you guys remember uh, the song? Um, do you guys remember the song, something about doing it like Madonna? Why does that sound familiar? I'd rather do it with Madonna. Uh, does no well, one remember well, this song? No, but, no, but Bianca... Get that to Googling. But Bianca, that song's only gross because Madonna is like a skeleton. Like but, she's a dinosaur. But no, it talks about really sexually explicit acts with Christina Aguilera and Britney and all that. And then it turns around and was like, I'd rather do it with Madonna. Yeah, but that makes that's the part that makes it inappropriate. It's not the actual talking about <laughs> explicit sex acts. It's doing it with a leathery old goblin like Madonna. Awesome. Um, <laughs> the old goblin, I love it. <laughs> um, well, Bianca, um, you, 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 you did sing it. No, wait, no, we'll get to it. Drew, you go your bit, and then, yeah. <laughs> Bianca, get Googling. We want, we want to find this song. In the meantime, uh, a kiss from a rose by Seal. Oh yeah, that makes looks the list. Sad. Why is it sad? Of course. What's it Why about? It oh, it's, it's a girl drugs, losing her virginity. No. Which is the one that Seal did about drugs? Though, because my mum used to tan it, and then she was devastated when she found out. Oh, crazy! Oh, crazy! I love that song. Crazy, crazy for. Yeah, it's about drugs, and she was devastated. No, we're never gonna uh, survive unless okay. that one. I don't know which one. It's definitely a seal. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm no, just fair enough. Right, I apologize. Uh, we've got. <laughs> this is why I don't do. We've got <laughs> cake by the ocean from DNCE. Yeah, nope. don't know that song. Yes, you do. You what don't know. Yes, you know cake by the ocean. No, what song is it? What's the song? Cake by the ocean, huh? Don't by the ocean, for me, baby. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. There's jerk. There's jerk. There's jerk it out, which we got wrong. We always yeah. thought it was work it out. Yeah, the Caesars jerk it out, which was not on this list. Uh, um, well, well, just quickly. Indeed. Well, just quickly on that then. We'll see. So, yeah, Sarah and I spent about two hours once. Um, we walked from my place in Sydney to um, McDonald's and back. The nearest McDonald's and back, and also sat there and waited. You made and it we... sound like it was the longest walk ever, but that walk literally takes like <laughs> five, ten minutes. Like it's a, it's a 15, 20 minute walk, but sure. the point it's is. 20. <laughs> but I'm talking about the fact we walked there, we sat there, got food, and then we walked back again. And then throughout the entire time, we couldn't work it out. And finally, when we turned back onto, onto the street, we'd messaged Sarah's sister, He's and then, then she messaged us going, because we just said, and you work it out, and then there's music, that and that's all we work s- we just said that we t- we typed work it out, and then music, and then her sister came back with oh jerk it out, and we're like oh god, that was so frustrating. Yep. <laughs> that's the worst when you know a song, but you know its melody and none of its lyrics. Or you know yep. the wrong oh, but you lyrics. Can't type mm. the melody. You can't type yeah. the melody. And, and, <laughs> and, and um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Shazam doesn't know tunes. No, Shazam. One of my one of my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite misheard things is the fact that Don McLean 
sings Weird Al's lyrics for American Pie by accident quite a lot on his live performances because his kids were obsessed with Weird Al growing up, so they all learnt the lyrics to The Saga Begins. So he'll be on stage doing American Pie, but he'll accidentally start singing My My This Here Anakin Guy. <laughs> He's pretty open about it. I didn't know there was... So, yep, I didn't I, know Will Al, Weird Al did a version of yeah, it. Yeah, I've never heard that. So, a brief, brief tangent. Weird Al wrote a song called The Saga Begins, and it's the entire plot of episode one of Star Wars set to Don McLean's American Pie. He wrote it based on rumours and little bits of script leaks and everything. He'd written the entire song before episode one came out, and when he went to Lucasfilm to get permission to release the song, they looked it over and they went, right, few things. First of all, George has invited you to come for a private screening of the film before it got released. So Weird Al gets to go see Star Wars before anyone. Then George goes to him and goes, here, like, you can tweak your lyrics a little bit, get it fixed up, just please release the song after the movie comes out because you pretty much got the whole thing bang on. I think, I reckon the hardest part of all that would have been, um... For Weird Al to look interested in watching that horrible film. <laughs> Imagine sitting it's next horrible. to George Lucas and have to be like, and have to be like, wow, oh, yes, so good. You okay, just be admittedly, like, I, okay. I was six okay. years old when episode one came out and I loved it. Sorry, yeah, but it's not very. Yeah, seven-year-old me walked out of that cinema going, oh my god, this was amazing. So did Holy I, crap. so did I. And then I got older and I realised that the kid that plays Anakin is probably the second worst actor after Hayden Christensen. Who, what film? <laughs> that was episode one. Oh. And and Hayden Christensen He's is as the bad guy as the sand that he hates. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Christensen is the, the guy that plays Anakin grown up. Anakin when he's older. So the kid that plays Anakin as a kid is a terrible actor, and the guy that plays Anakin when he's slightly older is an even worse actor. So it's just from episode one, two, and three basically of Star Wars. Yeah. That went straight over Star anyway. Wars. She didn't know anything about no that. Anyway, back to our songs. Where were we? Oh, Cake by um, the Ocean. Yeah. So Drew, one, just Sex really, on the Beach. Drew, really quickly, I've seen Weird Al live yes. as well. Obviously, when I went and saw last week's night with John Oliver, I saw him live. Damn you, yeah. sir. Yeah. Um, very, very jealous of that. Yeah. Should be. Uh, Fergalicious is on this list. That what? one we what? all knew. That's definitely yeah, Because it's about oral. No, I didn't know that. Fergalicious death. Tune. What part of that make the boys uh, go crazy? Where uh, you and your hand by Pink. That I course. knew. That's obvious. It's kind of in the title, isn't it? Um, here's why I, th- I swear I pegged this as a kid when this came out, but the song was so damn catchy. Ashley Simpson's La La. What? Are, I don't remember that song. You make me wanna la la. In the kitchen on the floor, I'll be a French maid when I meet you at the door. You don't remember that? Nope. And who's Ashley Simpson? Jessica Simpson's Jessica Simpson's little sister. And also married to... Is she the one that... The one that did... Her career ended on Saturday Night Live? Her career ended what? Might have been. Just recently, didn't Ashley Simpson go on on, um, Saturday Night Live and then it just was proven that she's completely lip-syncing and then now she's basically... I mean, that sounds like her, but Ashley Simpson also has, like, a massive business empire. 
She like well, she's yeah, not a singer she, anymore. Yeah, she hasn't been a singer for a while. She's married to one of the guys from the the one of the twins, and I can't remember what the band's called. Jonas Brothers. No. Hanson. Oh, that's gonna annoy <laughs> me. Is it is it Green Day? Mm, Green Day. What? No. Hey, the lead. She was someone from Green Day. The lead singer of Green I Day looks remember. like the same age as when uh, American Idiot came out. No, yeah, not Green age. Day. Not Green he's Day. Got a, it's all. It's he's all got a fully grown son as well. It, it's all. It's all the um, mascara. Just makes him look young. Ashley oh, yeah. Simpson uh, is married. Sorry, she was married to Pete Wentz, and now she's married to Evan oh, Ross. Oh, Fallout Boy, of course. Wait, for Wentz he came. Yeah, sorry, she was married to Pete, wow. Pete Wentz. Now she's married to Evan Ross, and that's really weird because that's Diana Ross's son. What? Her and Pete have a son named Mowgli. You know, oh my god, that's a horrible name for you know a modern day child. Diana Ross, Unless like the Indian. queen of soul and music. Yeah, yeah. the Supremes. Yeah, Supreme. Yes, the one that discovered the Jacksons. She, her son is married to Ashley Simpson, who, as Phil rightly said, cannot sing. So that's really disappointing. <laughs> Imagine being like the world's greatest at something, and then your child marries the so-so. The, the world's worst at something. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Brian Adams, Summer of '69. No surprise there. I thought that yeah. was just reflection. Uh, Rihanna's "Shut Up and Drive." What's what that one? is that about? Uh, apparently it's about handling the curves and going all night. Oh, I, um, I thought it was literally about driving. Yeah, I thought it was... Wasn't it in some some, some car movie? Well, well, not just me. It's in Wreck-It Ralph. Well, not... Okay, well, there you go. But also... Well, no, that's probably more inappropriate than my story. Because it, it, I was at a car race once and they were introducing all the drivers and that was the song in the background that they were using. Oh, I see. Well. I've been looking for a driver who is well. qualified, so I think that I think that you're okay. the one step into my ride. I get that. Bianca, you had yep. a song that you thought was inappropriate, um, but you didn't realise it was inappropriate until you sung the lyrics, and now you are turned off it. What song was that? Wait, oh, I don't know now. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you talking about... Do you remember what song it was? Well, there was the Madonna one, Like a Prayer. Was it that? No, I wasn't turned off it, but I was just, I was horrified. Well, which one were you horrified by? Mod- Madonna, Life, Life, Like a Prayer. Life is a mystery. Everyone Why? must stand Sing alone. Just like a prayer. <laughs> when you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. Just like a prayer. So f- I will take so you there. So if you're playing along at home, what was phenomenal about this was we're all on video. Um, we've got our phone set up. Oh, we've got our webcams on. We're just like kind of looking at each other. And and Drew mentioned that one, Like a Prayer. And then Bank was like, why? And then started singing the lyrics. And then she got about halfway through and went, oh, Aww. okay. Oh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's about giving a blowjob and it's literally ruined for me because I love that song. Additionally, well, that, that so- song is a great song. one of my favorite TV shows, Dairy Girls. They play it, and it's their innocent sixteen-year-olds dancing really? to "Like a Prayer." Well, well, I think I think what what's interesting is that now that we know the real meaning of that song, that make that song makes that 
now that makes that song entirely appropriate to be played in any Catholic church. Like it is absolutely like allowed now. <laughs> oh my now god! It is all about exactly the deeper meaning of the Catholic church. Oh my god! Yeah. That makes she was ahead of her time, wasn't she? So was. much yeah. worse because like no you know how many Catholic schools the... play that song. Yeah, because they're probably like, oh, the kids don't know that we are going to torment and destroy their souls and make them afraid of ever reporting us. Oh, the wonders of the Catholic Church. But life is a mystery. Oh my god, it gets worse. I just kept reading the lyrics. (laughs) I hear your voice, it's like an angel sighing. I have no voice, I hear your voice, it feels like flying. I close my eyes, I think I'm falling out of the skies. I close my eyes, heaven help me. It's about having an orgasm. (laughs) It's also really bad. Never noticed. Again, think of that leathery goblin having that moment of singing that song. Imagine going to a concert now and her singing that. You just walk out. She's lost yeah. it. She used to be amazing, but she lost it some some point. She just went too far. I she think just thought she could continue and she shouldn't have. I think she could have continued if she'd accepted aging gracefully. Yeah. Yeah, she still sings about yeah, like but she... you know being totally inappropriate with you know. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. she's, she's a cougar yeah. that's gross. Even though Sher has had a lot of work done, Sher has always acted her age. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. Well, she's she's aged and allowed her career to age with elegance. Yes. Whereas Madonna, whereas Madonna has all the grace and decorum <laughs> <laughs> of a reversing dump truck with no tires on. I was going to say a sewer rat, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you before okay, we're talking race... about Candy Shop, yeah. and I'm just going to say that's one of my favorite songs. We yeah. Before we started recording, we were talking list. about Candy Shop, and Candy Shop is yeah, obviously about sucking do, candy. Do, 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 do. Whoa. <laughs> okay, thanks, Bianca. All right, I'm I'm going to fly through the rest of this just with the highlights reel because I am conscious that we mm-hmm. could actually spend several hours talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um. Metro stations shake it. No, <laughs> I'm very happy is on this what... list. Don't you dare! What? What? Oh what? God. What? What? Tell me you have to tell me because that's not okay. It's literally you do in it the right title. here when you do it right there. And you that's do it like song. this. Da, 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 da. And yeah, touch that's, it right that's there. That's Sarah's. That's Sarah's trauma song. That's the song I was listening to when I got run over. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, as she laid there on the road. Her, Bleeding I, her, out. her iPhone was in onto the side, and no doubt still playing the lyrics I with the headphones was. just lying there. And the song still That's playing. That's all right. In the we, oh, God. we all have love for Metro Station. The last song I listened to before I turned eighteen was Seventeen Forever. Oh, so mine, mine was ABBA, <laughs> Dancing Queen. Dancing oh, Queen. Uh, okay, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, I kissed a girl, Katy Perry. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Daddy Yankees Gasolina. <laughs> uh, the Spice Girls down. Two Become One. Two Becomes One? Two, two Become One. The Spice oh, Girls. Okay, yep. When two become one. Uh so Mix a Lot's Baby Got Back. Yep, not a shock. Um Lily Allen's Not Fair. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Lily Allen songs that could go in this list. Uh R. Kelly remix to Ignition. Um let's just not talk about R. Kelly for a f- forever well, um, well he is probably the definition yeah. of totally inappropriate r kelly well, wrote that, that song that age song is was... nothing but a number and then married an underage girl yeah. so we can't really mention r kelly now can we that's true 
Yep. Exactly. Uh, one of my favourites, Scotty Doesn't Know by Lustra, from the brilliant comedy Eurotrip. Um, there's a few Lady Gaga's in here. Oh, Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. There's of the. Oh, God, of course. Uh, f- Flow Riders Whistle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Pointer Sisters, I'm So Excited. Really? And come on, give us the chorus. I'm looking up the lyrics. I can't remember it. I can remember it, but well, I can't I'm so excited. Well, as, as Bianca looks up, as Bianca looks up the lyrics, you guys got to be um, blown away by this What's one. What's the next line? I'm I don't about know. to lose control, and I'm about to oh, lose control, and I think I, I like it. <laughs> oh, that song. <laughs> Um, Philip, come on. <laughs> yeah, the, the, what's going to blow your mind is um, All Star by Smash Mouth. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. No, it's, yeah, no, I made, I made that up. I made that up. I made that up. Hey. Nothing wrong with it. Everything comes back to sex. That's true. No, All Star uh, if, if you want it to be good girl, get yourself a bad boy, the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, but the Backstreet um, Boys, but, but also the Backstreet Boys... It's in the title. They are a euphemism for being. Oh, back. I see. No, I'm just making that up because they were clearly all No, there. but I, I like that idea. I... Backstreet um, Brothers. All right, we've got Lady Gaga with Poker Face. Um, what else have we got? Panic at the Discos. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. I love that song and I knew what it was about. Isn't most. Isn't. I feel like it was this weird teen anthem where. We all knew what it was about, but we didn't. We're all for it. Well, well, well. I mean, I, I guess. Well, Philip, did you remember it? No, to be honest. But having said that, though, having said that, though, um, I guess, I guess, kind of shifting that that thought, in some ways. No, actually, I'm not going to pigeonhole a, a um, bloody segue in right now. That segue is probably not the best fitting thing. There, I was going to segue into the next topic, but no. Drew, are there any more, any final ones there? Or you can give me the lyrics of that song, which I had no idea were gi- inappropriate. Are you talking I'm about giving Panic you at the Disco? a couple of last Disco? ones. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's is it still me that I makes feel- you sweat? Am I, think, am I who you think it's- about in bed when the lights are dim and your hands are shaking as you're sliding off your dress? If you didn't know what that was about... Yeah, I think that's rather it's rather self explanatory. And and <laughs> let's not keep just, these teen hearts beating faster and faster. I've got more that, though, wit, a better kiss, the... a harder harder touch, a better fuck. A better fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well it's it's definitely there. It's oh, all right. there. <sighs> alright, alright. Uh, a handful of last ones. Uh Greased Lightning, Don't Stop Believing, Barbie Girl. Oh, I d I don't know about this one. Katy Perry's Peacock. Yes, yeah, that's no, about Dick. I knew that one was <laughs> yes, of course it is. Uh, but um, what else? We, uh, Christine Aguilera's Candyman. Uh, the Four Seasons. Oh, what a night! Makes the list. What? Really? Is that? What's, yep. What song is that? Am I thinking of the oh, right song when you say that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> really? Um, Milkshakers, of course, in here. Oh, of course. The Venga Boys, Boom, 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 which I, to this day, firmly believe is just a rip-off of Paul Lukakis's Boom, Boom, Let's Go Back to My Room. Uh, you, number 68, Afternoon Delight, of course. Of course. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and coming in at number lamb. 69 is... 
Oh my god. Coming in at number 69 is Rednecks Cotton Eye Joe. Of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Where did you come from? Where did you go? If I hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? I'd been married Cotton Eye Joe. Wait, it's about STD. It's about STDs. Spell it out. What? Sarah wants to If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe... I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? It's like, where did the Cotton Eye Joe come from? Yep. Who got them? It's a euphemism. Anyway. <laughs> Who gave him Cotton you know, Eye Joe? Okay. Can I just say... <laughs> no, no, but can I just say, guys, what's really funny is so Sarah's sitting on the other side of the room at the moment, and she's hearing yep. you guys and talking into her microphone on her headphones... To have a conversation yep. with you two on the call, and this is fun for you guys, listeners. What she doesn't realize is that the microphone for the recording is over here at the laptop. <laughs> so she's sitting yep. over the other side of the room talking into the microphone, intentionally Sorry. lifting up the microphone. Oh, you know how as you do that, if you're walking on like the street or something, you lift the cord up to talk into it so you yep. can hear it more. She's been doing that sitting on the other side of the room. <laughs> okay. How long have you been letting her do this? A little while. This whole most most of the time. <laughs> So no one knows why we just keep repeating Cotton Eye Joe. No, that's fine. I'll, I've just filled in the blanks now for everyone. It's fine. No, but also, no doubt. We we'll love you, up. Sarah Moon. It's wonderful anyway. Um, now, speaking of innocence then, speaking of the innocence and, and of things like errors things. of our ways, of not knowing yes. things, uh, Bianca called me yesterday in a bit of a state and we had to have a very serious conversation about a couple of things. First of which being the, um, if we go down to a cellular level. At an ato- atomic. A, a subatomic level, sub-atomic that's what it was. Level. Is there no such thing as a solid, which we had to go through that. Um, as in, you know, would a person oh be a solid? God. Would a wall be a solid? That kind of thing. Um, and then we moved on to the very interesting topic of canopies, as in canopies of trees. Drew Wait. can see exactly where they, he's laughing and he has his hands over his mouth because he can see exactly. Oh, he was I can't see Drew Not anymore. Sure. One of the two. Just so you guys know. I can know. see Drew. What? I can see Drew. It's doing that Drew. thing where it stuffs up the video. Anyway. Um, yes, Bianca, do tell um, the okay, story Okay, so I've got of... a question for Drew. It actually, it's not really a story, but it, I've got a question for Drew. Drew. Oh, no. Because, Philip, I've already <laughs> asked him this question. When you yes. ever read books as kids, because you know I read books a lot, and I know you read books. Yep. Did no. you? Yep. Did you ever read a book where the main characters were like sneaking through the canopy of trees? Yeah, yeah, it was a very popular plot device, and I swear that goes back to things like Enid Blyton books, like The Secret Seven and The Famous Five. That, yeah, that was it's been the sort of thing that came up a lot, or The Hardy Boys. Off the top of my head, I know that it happened in Del Toro Quest. In Del Toro Quest, it was like a yep. main thing yeah, because. Did. Jasmine, one of Never the main characters, well, she lived in trees. Well, literally, the first book, The Forest of Silence, yeah. it happens all through. They li- yeah, they be- yeah, they walk through the trees. They don't actually go on the ground. Then yeah. it happens in um, Hunger Games. In one, I can't remember mm-hmm. which of the books. I know it happens in one of them. And then it happens in another book series that I'm reading called The Poison Study Series. And there's, like, in the Poison Study series, there's a whole community that grew up walking in the trees. Like, they didn't ever go to the ground. Now, this happens a lot in books, like I keep saying. But now I want you to picture a real-life forest. 
And I would like you to picture the canopies yeah. and read it. Listeners at home, please do the same. Picture how sparse the canopy is. Like, try and think about someone just casually jumping from tree to tree and sneaking around in there. Is it possible? No, not a person anyway. It would have to be an incredibly dense forest. Yeah. And when you picture it in your head, when you pictured all these stories, do you or do you not picture like almost like a hallway of trees? Like there's green floor, basically. There's green walls and there's green above you. It's basically like... It's like there's branches that kind of are work out as the walls and the floor. And then you just see things of leaves and grass and like the grass. You just see leaves and branches and all that around you. I picture it somewhat similar to the forest in Tarzan. the Lord of the Rings, oh, okay. the, the Entwood. Well, well, yeah, Tarzan as well, but, <laughs> um, but, but very much, well, no, well, no, I did think about that too. Um, very much, you know, um, not even when he's doing the tree sliding thing, but just when he moves around through the canopy. But even um, then, but no, you I, can I, I barely actually... see sky in those pictures. Like sometimes you do. But it's like but, this thick, yeah. dense canopy that doesn't really exist in real life. And it's just a weird thing because it's something it as, that we've all seen before. It's. <laughs> I, I think about it as, as something very fantastical because nine times out of ten, this sort of thing's appearing in fantasy novels. You mentioned Del Toro Quest. Emily Rodder actually used that as well in the Rowan of Rin series, which she started long before Del Toro Quest. Yeah. And but it, it doesn't just come up in fantasy series. I've noticed it in a lot of like m- military novels and like things where they, you know, they yeah, hide and, in the trees for days on end and they'll sneak around in the trees. As well. Yeah, mysteries, mm. Hardy Boys, like as you were saying, yeah. in your blood. It happens a lot. But yeah. IRL in real life, you cannot do that. It doesn't work the way that it works in there isn't There isn't a flaw like that at all. There is no way, like, you can't trapeze silently through the trees. No. It's almost impossible. And, like, especially if we go back to Del Toro Quest, there's one character called Bardar, who's basically described as a giant bear. Could you imagine him just lightly trapezing like a monkey through the trees? Like, real trees. Now, I feel like my rationale as a kid was that the forest was was not all that quiet, even though it is meant to be. But in the additionally, title. <laughs> it's like dense, and I just keep picturing a hallway. Phil, what, yeah, what, yeah, what, what Bianca and I spoke about yesterday was was we essentially got to the the conclusion that, or at least I got to the conclusion that, I guess because we thought you know take Tarzan and stuff you know like that, we always thought it was where a, a monkey or a chimpanzee or something lived. And that was their home, so therefore it was their home. You think about your home, it has walls and a floor and a ceiling, so it must be the yep. same sort of thing. So therefore we just assumed that there would be dense sort of floor or like a webbing of branches with leaves making a floor and same for the walls and the ceiling above. Um, but of course that's not reality. Again, look, if you're standing on the, the forest floor and you look up, you'll see a scattering of branches, most of which are the tallest points of the tree purely trying to you know reach the sunlight reach the sunlight and anything yeah. below that isn't isn't much it's quite quite yeah sparse as bianca put it but but there's this great level where we've all we've all read it or we've seen it where you're looking up from the forest floor looking up and you see the branches 
all intersecting over the top of each other where you're only getting specks of light coming through. And I always picture that as being this floor that mm. they could move easily yeah. across. When when I was younger, we, we had a tree in the backyard, massive, massive pine tree, but it, it was one tree, but it had two trunks. It, it was one tree at the base, like, like right at, at the root, at the ground, but it fr- pretty much from the ground up, it was two trunks. And absolutely huge and the higher up the tree you went what one one started its branches a bit lower than the other but the higher you went up you could just cross between the trees very comfortably because the branches all intersected mm. nicely and it, and it felt like it was just levels of floors that you could go up through crossing from one to the other and i always pictured canopies like that to be like the ones in books to be that concept on a larger scale. Yeah, I get if that makes any sense. I get that in theory, kind of, but in practice, not all tre- trees don't usually no. grow that close to each other. No, because they need I, well, their I own. I feel like systems. the reality was the re- the reality is probably closer to what we see on Endor in Return of the Jedi with the way the Ewoks are set up where there is that massive space between the trees and they've, and they've mm. had to build their bridges to get across yeah. because that feels like a more realistic size <laughs> of a forest or even <laughs> even what we see in Jurassic Park. <laughs> what? That's an Ewok. Star Wars. I love it. <laughs> but yes, like it's just physically impossible, but it's just it's something that's used as a plot device in so many books, but it doesn't yeah. work. Well, well, look. I mean, I think, I think if, if I if I look back throughout my life, I think the best canopy I've ever had was probably at like this party once, and I had like this little duck topping on it. It was fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. What took longer, coming up with that or waiting to use it? The latter one, I think. <laughs> Wait, how long have you been sitting on that one? Uh, about half the conversation. <laughs> Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I have yeah. much respect for that. Yeah. And now it's immortalized on an episode that 12 people will listen to. Yeah, exactly right. Thank you all Thank 12 you. people for Thank sharing for this that. moment. Well, I say all 12, I say 12 people listen. There is currently three, four of us here. Oh, yeah. So to the yeah. other eight so people, eight, eight thank more. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, in which us hearing it is right now as we're recording it, not replaying that. That's for sure. Um, but, but no, uh, kind of, kind of segueing on from that idea or that concept of, of childhood and, and thinking of something as, um, not being reality, um, and almost drawing in what Sarah mentioned and Sarah's point of, of that, what is the, the height of wealth as a child? The epitome of wealth. Oh, excuse me. Um, what, thank you. What? What other things did we... What other things make children so fucking stupid? <laughs> oh. That is the title of a subreddit. Front page of the internet. Um, right there. Are you it's talking about, like, things things that kids lose their shit over? Or just, like, when not, you not drop just, a kid not just on that. its head and it's... Or fetal alcohol syndrome. Like, what are we talking here? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about... So, for example... Um, you know, as a kid, you think that nine o'clock is incredibly late at night. You also don't understand the importance of, you know, what your parents did, the jobs that your parents had and stuff like that. You don't understand that, that if a kid brings a packet of, 
um, chips to school or can get lunch from the the canteen every day that you think that they're incredibly wealthy, but really it's seventy five cents for six nuggets or something back then. Can we backtrack for for one second, Bianca? Just quickly, as a kid, did you think nine o'clock was late at night? Me, no. So because I didn't have yeah. a bedtime. Good. Um, Philip, I was this like, is just you. I was like seven this years old. You. I thought that was late at night because that's when ER and stuff would be on, and I'd be like, "Well, I don't want to watch that. There's no good shows for me, so therefore it's late at night." No, no, I agree with you. There was shit shows <laughs> after a certain time. But um, Drew, don't. This isn't about me being a child and being sent to bed at four p.m. This is about me <laughs> not having any enjoyment in being up that late because what else is there to do? There's no. There's nothing good. The Simpsons isn't on. You know, what am I meant to watch now? Nothing. So, as well, it's bedtime because no, the TV is basically watch, off. I used to watch, like, ER. I used to watch all those shows with my parents, like, all the time. Because I used, to hear, parents, the, I used yeah. to hear the theme song from my room, ER theme song. My parents were under the impression that if, as long as I could wake up in the morning, they didn't care how late I slept. And if I couldn't wake up in the morning, that was my problem. <laughs> They would still send wow. me to school. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh well. I can. You'll go I to school. I can recall tonight. as a child. I can. I can recall as a child. It, we'd always watch. I think it was The Apprentice or Survivor. We'd watch as a family. It was on Channel Nine, and whichever, yep. whichever one it was, it would always end on like you know um, a blind side or an elimination, and you'd be like, wow, oh my god. And then after after that would be Six Feet Under. Now, I didn't care for... Yep. I still haven't really watched Six Feet Under. I'd kind of like to watch it, especially seeing as Michael C. Hall is on it as a funeral director, basically, when in Dexter, he's yep. the reason for people dying. But anyway, yep. um, the theme song was always like a great cleansing kind of, oh, like, relax after almost hypnotic kind of therapy after watching the stress of... It's or a the, great the, piece of music anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we'd always watch that and the theme song, and then... Us kids would get up, we'd go brush our teeth and everything to go to bed, and then, yeah, you'd just hear Six Feet Under on in the background before one of our parents would finally turn off the TV. And yeah, we'd go to bed just after that, which was about 9.30 or so at night. We used to watch um, Law and Order SVU as a family, which is oh, like a really on. dark show to watch with your 6 <laughs> yeah. and 14 year old. How, yes, no, how old would my brother have been? 6 and 11. Um, or 12. I don't know. Mouse is bad. And we used to we used to watch that as a family, but my brother and I used to dance to the theme song, the We've had a very musical episode, I have to say. Yes, we have had a very musical episode. We have But um things that I think stupid children like things that like children do that i'm like god that's so dumb um things that i specifically did is i very seriously thought that the money you made on gran turismo was real and i was waiting to oh that's really disappointing a really long time oh that is really disappointing yeah because i had like six I'm mil sorry. in gran turismo i was like, like oh this is life is easy and like family members would ask me like what are you gonna do when you grow up like i've got six mil waiting for me on gran turismo yeah i got money <laughs> You guys are wrong. Um, Sarah, things that as a child you got you got wrong or thought was was wrong. I don't know. I can't really think of anything that stood out. Okay. I'll 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 come back to that. Come back to that. Okay, no worries. Drew, do you have anything that you think as a kid you'd were wrong on or stupid on or was annoying? 
aside from my little sister. Yes. Aside oh, see, from I was annoying. the sister. I was the annoying one. I, I'm, I was the little brother. <laughs> I am the youngest. Oh, actually, actually, one thing that I, th- I find very annoying, um, and I used to see it when I used to work, where I used to work, um, and that was, you know, when a parent would be in shopping and they kind of have to bring the kid along because they can't, they're not quite at the age where they can leave them home alone. It's not worth getting a sitter for or anything like that. So they bring the kid yeah. along to go shopping with them. And, um, and it's often during school holidays, you see this, the kid ends up being there with the parent and, and because they're doing a mature shop as in, they're not shopping for groceries or anything like that. Um, you end up seeing the kid try and be quite adult with the parents and being like the mum would look at you know, um, a sofa, for example, or a, something from a kitchen or something, and be like, no, that, that's not a bad idea. Hmm. And almost <laughs> thinking out loud, really. But then the kid thinks that automatically, because they're not quite under, I like, don't understand how that sort of interaction works properly yet. They go, yeah, it's not bad. Oh, and then we can get, and they start suggesting really shit things, but they think they're being kind of adult and like having an adult conversation with their parent here. And the parent just kind of goes, oh, the- mm, yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, maybe. And just kind of like, whatever, but I'm thinking about things myself here. It's that. I like, like when I they, that. I like when it's, let's say it's picking out a, a sofa and they're like, oh, but you see, mum, it makes sense. The green is more comfortable than the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like you, you, you're almost working there. Want to walk over and just go, sorry, see? do you mind if I just interrupt your conversation here? Child, shut up. You're wrong. See, I know what you're saying, but this is a true story. The, that whole conversation is the reason why I saved my parents from making a really bad ha- house investment. So my parents... All right, go, Bianca. Tell us why you're above children. Oh, no, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. When you I couldn't was, help yourself, could you? When I was a kid, my parents used to take me... This is when we were like going to buy a house... <laughs> My parents used to take me to the real estate stuff with them, like to go okay. see different properties, yep. which is probably why I'm obsessed yep. with it now. Like for, I think for about a year, we spent every weekend looking at houses and we almost settled on one. Like my parents were getting the papers to do it. And I just was so sick of being left out of the conversations. I think I remember I was like six or seven years old and I was just like, it, it's stressful for a child to go to that many house properties like it's just not normal for Mm -hmm. a kid to do and we'd seen this starts to spin yeah we'd seen this one house like multiple times and my dad constantly took a tape measure with him to all of these things but this particular place he never measured one of those yeah i I don't know what happened but he just didn't measure it and we're walking around and i was like i really wanted to help and i really wanted to be like involved so I went around and I started measuring things, but I didn't measure them because I didn't have my dad's tape measure. I just started walking and like, you know, that thing where you measure with your feet. We just learned mm-hmm. how to do that in yep. school. So I remember that it was a big deal. So I measured in feet all the rooms and like, I was like putting one foot in front of the other, and like counting and counting and counting them. And I went to my dad and my mom, I'm like, oh, our bedrooms will be the same size. And my parents were like, that's nice, Bianca. And then my dad kind of stopped and was like, wait, hold on, what did you say? I'm like, our bedrooms, they're the same size. He's like, how do you know they're the same size? I'm like, the master bedroom, because I knew names of things because I'd been to so many. Like the master bedroom is like this many feet. I think it was like 15. I was like, and my bedroom will be 15 feet. We'll have the same size bedroom. And my dad was like, wait. Pass. So we went, he went and he measured the room and it was just the way that the room was laid out that made it look different sizes. Yeah. 
but the master bedroom was actually really tiny. And this was like a massive investment for my parents. And then they went and measured the rest of the house and they realized that all the rooms were the exact same size and none of our furniture would fit. And like, it wasn't what they wanted in the end. And they, they, they were supposed to sign the papers that day (laughs) and they backed out of it at the ninth hour because I was trying to help and do that really stupid kid thing. So I was really proud of myself on that part. It's still something my parents talk about to today, to this day. Like, well, I, I, I can remember as a tiny shitbox. I, I can remember Bianca. I can remember as a kid, my parents were looking at an investment property, and I, we, you know, myself and my my sisters came along, and but I was convinced that that was the house we were going to move into. I was like, I don't know, I don't know if this is. I was like, wow, it's brand new. Like, and I thought it was really cool because it was new, but I wasn't so sure because I was like, but I like our house. No, like, no, we're not moving. But I just kept not understanding that. And also, once when we went and we're looking at cars at the car yard, the poor car dealer, like, I think car dealers are assholes, but no doubt I felt sorry for this one. Because there was us as kids kind of climbing into vans and four-wheel drives, which we didn't need, and we're like, oh, yeah, let's get this one. I think this will be the car that we get. My parents were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're looking at this one. And I was like, no, this one's good. We should just get this one. It's like, shut up. I think the one other thing the way I got wrong as a kid was, and I it, it haunts me to this day, was, you know how if someone, well, you know, you're, if you're being polite, you say thank you if someone, you know, if you receive something from someone, like if someone hands something out to you or something, you say thank you or um, thanks very much, thanks for your help, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. At In kindergarten, um, we were being handed out our lunch orders because that's what happened before we went to lunch. The, the, the teacher would hand out the lunch orders. Um, and we were having a basically a, what's it called like a, a student teacher there's a teacher that was learning to become a teacher there and um and uh, the student teacher was handing out the lunch orders and everyone was saying thanks very much um thanks for helping thanks for your help thanks for that appreciate that and then it was my turn and i was like oh i'll i'll do something i'll say something different because everyone else is saying thanks so i went thanks for nothing and i and i took it <laughs> and and turned Hello. to walk around and now like and they just went, excuse me? And I was like, thank you for, thank you. And then they're like, you said thanks for nothing. And, I, and then I got in trouble. And I, had to hold, I was held back in lunch because I um, said thanks for nothing. I was very rude. And I didn't understand what I said wrong. I didn't know what I said wrong the whole time. And I felt really bad Dude, that I said something wrong. And I didn't know what terrible. I said. That thanks for nothing. This explains has so much. Probably, you know, do you know how like you think about you you go home and you complain about people who you met who are random yes. stranger strangers? Yes. That student teacher has thought about you. <laughs> yep. And told people well, about that. Well, rat she ended up tells every class every year. That that student teacher ended up being my year one teacher, by the way. And I, her and I got on swimmingly, and she was lovely, and I was lovely to her, and I never said that again. Well, that. <laughs> but thanks that's for nothing. Probably why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do we have any examples of? The height of wealth as a child, Sarah Moon. Oh, I got a cracker for you. Yes. Very Australian one, I'm assuming. You always knew that the kid came from a house with money. They rocked up to school every day with Dunkaroos. Yeah, again, mine was the canteen. Really? Because There was we... that as well, yeah. There, oh, there was... The Dunkaroo yeah. thing. Oh, I it was the kids with them. Their parents would write notes in their lunchboxes. 
Not write notes in a lunchbox. What? Birthday, sweetie. Can't wait to see you later. And they'd wrap their sandwich in this nice, like, colourful wrapping with a lovely sticker on it. Nah, mine was just in glad wrap. Bread and butter sandwiches. Like after the age of of ten, I had to make my own lunches. Oh yeah, same. Oh no, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, no. I used to swap lunch with you. Remember Flip? Because I used to buy lunch, so I used to buy something, give it to you, and then take your sandwiches. Yeah. Well, it's because I no, but it, but it's because so so I I liked my sandwiches though, but it was always just like oh why not have something completely different, as in not a sandwich. Um, yeah, but it was fun. No, but it your wasn't that we swapped really sandwiches completely. Sandwiches. Yeah, no, but I would have one of them, and you would have the other. We'd always have yeah, true, actually. and then we'd, we'd do half and half. We'd half and half things. And it was good. It was a good good um, mix-up. I, I can still remember. It's not an example of um, heightened wealth, but I can remember once when I used to have chicken on sandwiches, Like I, and it was really good. Yeah. Like I'd have these like lovely like steamed chicken sort of sandwiches for lunch. And then my sister from high school, so I was in primary school and my sisters were in high school, um, one of them had chicken roll. You know that gross, revolting, basically Devon chicken? Oh, yeah, yep. that one which that is kind just, of like the, which is, the, floppy. It just tastes... The, it, yeah, it just tastes like... The bleached white chicken. Yeah, it, it tastes, tastes disgusting. It tastes like what I anyway. imagine wet paper to taste like. Yeah, a little bit like that. More yep. more like if you were to smear chicken on paper and then wet it. That. Um, and I remember I grabbed my sandwich once, which was the wrong one, clearly. Drew's doing faces here. Um, and uh, I went to school and I'd been to my sandwich and it was chicken roll. And I was just disgusted and so upset. And I was like, this is just so disappointing. <laughs> Who would eat this by choice? But one of my sisters did. Yeah, that I could imagine you just being devastated and not eating that lunch and just being like, my, yeah. my day is ruined. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, any more examples of height I, I got to quickly talk Mine about it. Dunkaroos. Yep. I went to a school where... So nowadays, my primary school is considered quite, you know, fancy and, you know, a lot of rich kids go there. But back when I went there, literally everyone out of housing commission went there and that was it. (laughs) And I only went there because it was next door to my grandmother's house. So it was just convenient. And we had like the weirdest kids ever, but everyone had Dunkaroos, man. Like no one had... No one didn't really? have Dunkaroos. Yeah. Like the poorest wow. kids, we all had Dunkaroos. And if we you, did uh, it, would, we'd also wow. get like uh, at the um, canteen, we had 50 cent noodles and that was our lunch. We all had 50 cent noodles and Dunkaroos. For I, I for us, the poor kids all had a snack. Oh, the snack. The, no, the, the rich kids the had the snack. The average was all roll-ups. Oh, roll-ups. Yep, rich kid had roll-ups. I hated roll-ups. Yeah. I always used to. Oh, one of my was, mates had roll up. I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a wealth one for school that is not food related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the wealthy kids were the ones that rocked up with a um, a surf pencil case. Oh you yeah. Know, the ones that were made out of that the weird. near the neoprene, like they bought them from the surf shop. I can see, and they're of, usually blue. Yeah, or the, they had the pink, yeah, they had instead the blue of... and light blue and the pink and purple ones. I I also yep. drew. Speaking of that sort of thing, if if you you know how all the lun- the, all the um, pencil cases had the letters you could put the letters in to write your name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you were a rich kid if yours wasn't just the gold, like plain gold and black ones. If they were like <laughs> random colors, it'd be like, oh my god, where did you get That's that? Right. Like, oh, your next level kind or, of. Or or if they 
they like the normal kids would just have the pencil tin, but the rich kids would have the pencil tin that opened. Oh, and you'd have the, the double cascaded out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, the cascading one. Hold on, hold you on. You were also. What about the kids who had paces, right? Like the really fancy oh. paces. No, oh, but yeah. Bianca, not just Pacer, but the, some people also had the eraser pens, you know, with yes! the things you'd take out. I yeah. want yes! those again. Yeah. I loved those. Yeah, and some of them, and some of them smelled like like no jelly flavor and stuff. Or the kids that oh. that were lucky enough to have their own pack of gel pens that they could bring to school oh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if you were the kid in the class that had a paper mate pen no, instead of the, a regular pen, the kid in the class that had all the paper I, castell textures. Yes. Oh my the, god! And, and the text had... of the clippy ones and their own. Yeah, like, whoever not had connector ones pens. that they had to share with everyone yeah. else. Yeah, um, yeah. their I, own I can connector remember... pens and enough to make a gun out of them. Yeah, yes. all those can, bracelets. Remember, or, or yeah, exactly the bracelet. That's what I was going to say. I, I can also remember my sisters were were the rich kids once. They got for their birthday <laughs> once pencils that had their name engraved on them. <gasps> I yeah, got like those it, it for had my their names of them. I got those for my tenth yeah. birthday, and I remember, like, I remember. Oh my god, Yanarin chewed on the back of them. There was a boy in my year Piece group called Yanarin who borrowed my pencils, and he chewed on the back of them. And evil. Oh, how dare he? Well, no, he was well, actually Bianca, a really the, lovely the, guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How dare he? Yeah. But the end of my story is that I, I remember I, I caught out a poor kid trying to steal it. Because I remember the pencil was missing because I had borrowed one of Ellen's of his pencils, and I was like, "Where, where is it? Like, where I can't find it." And anyway, I went walking around the room, and I saw this stupid dumb chick holding the pencil and writing with it. And I just went up to her, and I was like, "Hmm, I know she tried to steal that." And I just went straight up to her and went, "Oh my god, you found my pencil! Thank you so much! Thank you so much, man! I wouldn't have been able to find that if that didn't have my sister's name written on it." And then he just went, "Ah, oh, yeah, here you go." And I was like, "Thanks." And then when it sat down, I was like bitch like how dare she <laughs> i knew what it's she was funny. trying to do um oh two God. more examples oh. of yes what, you going? the kids that used to steal <laughs> my pens would shit me because i always had good pens because i would invest my so we have like a turkish holiday called bidum where you're mm-hmm. like older people just give you money it's the best holiday, holiday ever and yeah where's where's that for us oh, it's an epic holiday and it comes twice a year so it's extra good um, and yeah, so I would specifically save up my buy down money to buy stationery. So I'd go and buy all my favorite pens, like the, the, the four click pens, the blue and white ones that used to be really expensive, but are mm-hmm. now just everyone's got them. The Bix? Yeah, the Bix. <laughs> Can we also just highlight really quickly that this is all pre-Smiggle? Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is, like, this is, this is all before Smiggle and what's the other one? Typo. Yeah. Typo, but there was another one before that. Dunno. All the girls used to go mad for it, and I can't remember. Hello Kitty. It's gonna drive me nuts, <laughs> but anyway. This is before all those stationery yeah. stores opened up. This, this is when we used to but, just go but, to office. But this works. is when <laughs> Or to the news agency. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I had those really good felt tip pens. Those like black I ones. Will... That art line, the they art line They are fantastic, ones. yeah. Yeah, and oh, Bianca, yes. uh, everyone used to take them. Uh, but I can recall, I can recall, I had these fantastic gel pens. One was gold, one was light blue, one was green, and one was ready, sort of pink. And then I also had these ones which were mixed ink, like mixed color ink, yep. which mm-hmm. is just not a thing anymore, but really like glittery sort of thing. But 
Anyway, they were fantastic. Um, but this one kid in my year six class used to love using the light blue gel pen. And I was like, it's fine, whatever. Until one day, I saw him like kind of like just drawing on his hand. And I was like, well, that's whatever. And a couple of minutes later, I looked back and his entire palm and all his fingers were blue. And I was like, mate, there's like no <laughs> ink left. He used the whole thing on his hand. He's like, it looks cool though, doesn't it? And I was like, it's mine. Anyway, he never got to use those pens again. That's um, The height of... That's Amazing. bullshit it was. But the height of wealth, though, I think was definitely if your parents picked you up in a car after school. Um, yeah. Or, or if you got McDonald's for lunch or your birthday, which I never did. But kids, there was one While kid... While at school. Also, yeah, one kid would kids, come in late. We never did that. I would say the yes, kids that got to have birthdays at school... Yeah, with a cake and or their parents would come in and do it. There was this one kid that had diabetes, and his mum used to hang around him and like be at school with us in kindergarten. And he always used to eat, be able to eat jelly beans, and I was always so jealous and thought like, man, that kid is next level. <laughs> oh my god, that just <laughs> reminds me. In kindergarten, yeah. we had we used to get like jelly beans as like rewards kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'll yeah, <laughs> this is the funniest story. <laughs> um, we it was the end of the week, and whoever had like points on their name would get a jelly bean, and they could go pick it out. And like there was this giant <laughs> jar out the front of the classroom, and my, I had my kindergarten teacher's name was Miss Ferner, and we went out to the front of the classroom, and everyone who got a jelly bean got to pick it up. And I went and got my favorite one, which was at the time the pink jelly bean. And then I turned around, yep. and one of the other girls had already picked up her jelly bean, but she was bawling her eyes out. And I was looking at her, I'm like, why are you crying? And then I looked at the ground and she had a black jelly bean and the black jelly bean was on the ground. And I'm like, I looked at the black jelly bean and I'm like, not registering that it was on the ground. And I was like, yeah, I would be crying too if I got the black jelly bean because black jelly beans are gross. And then I looked kind of closer and I realized there was like a giant puddle around the jelly bean. And then I looked closer and she'd actually pissed herself. And that's why she was crying. But it Not took me it took me so long to figure out that it wasn't because of the jelly bean. I was like, yeah, I would throw it on the ground and start crying if I was you too. Like that was, <laughs> that was the thing. You took, were just done with that shit. Yeah, I was like, fuck, why would you get the black one? The wow. black ones are the worst. But Sarah yes. Moon. Do you have any final stories as to what represented wealth as a child? I don't know, because I don't think you like it's very good for your listeners because it's not no, Australian, but none of you guys will get it. Well, no, none of our listeners are Australian either. No, we don't know anyone that listens from from Australia. Well, we I mean, it's all kind of the same stuff for different brands. Well, we we also had money, like the perception of money. Like I thought, like having a fifty or a twenty was enormous, but really now it's like, oh god, I'll spend that in like four and a half seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah, having a twenty dollar note was like amazing. I still get excited yeah. about twenty pound note. It's like, a 20 pound note is 40 pounds. bucks. It's close to 50 for me. Great. Yeah, I'd be excited for that. <laughs> yeah, for us to have $20, though, a red, it's just like, ah, oh, yeah. You have $10 notes? Yeah. Oh, that's so pointless. It's like five pounds. Yeah, five pounds. Yes, pointless. Still, pointless yeah. um, look, all we can say is kids are stupid and their perception of the world is wrong, clearly, but it is what it oh, is. Yeah. Thankfully, though, guys, um, we don't have time to get to. Uh, coronavirus chat, thank goodness. But we do have thank time goodness. to get to our sick Kent of the week. Now, I made a suggestion of one off-air, I think, beforehand. I can't for the life of me remember what it was, Drew. Is it not my uh, optician? <laughs> oh, it's your optician. It is. It's Sarah's optician. Yes. Unless unless you two have something better. 
I think he deserves no, it because I, nom- I nominated that one as well. <laughs> okay, so the story goes. Does Sarah want to say the story? Go for it. I feel like you're going to have to upload some sort of graphic so people can understand the extent of this devastation. I can take well, we a didn't need to I can take to putting a, a poster photo. up each week, so... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I can totally Basically, take a before a photo. You can take the after Yeah, photo. you do a before, being a Sarah will do an after. It's necessary. Um, okay, so way back when, in October, I needed some new glasses, and I was looking at some from Australia. So Phil kindly went to the shops and looked at them for why me. Did you see, wait, took why did you see what inspired the glasses choice? I think it was Bianca had them first. Yep. Was that it? Yeah, and then you sent me a picture of Bianca and I was like, that's the ones for me. So the ones that I'm wearing out. right now. Yes, yep. we're both wearing together. Uh, I forked out for all the delivery and I waited weeks and weeks of being sellotaped glasses. And then they arrived and I was like, this is everything I've dreamed of, hoped for and wanted. And then... I had a great time with them until they started to get a bit loose. And I was like, oh, I'll just nip over to Specsavers. You know, I used to work there. I know, I know what they do. They just tighten them for you. Just tighten the screws. I think. So anyway. And anyway, I went there and she was like, oh, that's fine. Obviously, because they're not from here. Like, obviously, you can't claim if they break or anything. I was like, well, what could go wrong? You're just tightening a few screws. So anyway, she comes about like 10 minutes later. I was like, oh, here you go. I hope they look all right. And goodness me. I, I don't think I can put it into words of how much she destroyed them. She basically bent the stems, would you call them? Arms? I think it's a of your arms. Yeah, the, the arms of the glasses, they looked like ordinary glasses prior to this. I don't even know what she did. And then she handed me over these right-angled hooks. She hooked my glasses. So now they have to hook over my ears. Like, I can't just slide them on. I have to physically hook, hook them. them onto my face. It's... But... For, the, for those of you out there, off. for those of you out there struggling to understand, it's like those earphones that have the ear hook on them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's but what her glasses it, have yes. become. Original like was like hearing aids. Original was like a gentle slope that just you know, yeah, nice yeah. a nice curve like that most, you can like slide onto your face. Yep. Twas but a gentle slope. And now, yeah, like honestly, I don't think I could have hearing aids. Like if if I had a hearing problem, I'd be done for. Because you've got this. You couldn't have headphones on behind the ear headphones no. on at the same time, at the very least. Well, well, I think it's quite interesting because because of what she did, and the the irony of where she was working, as in the lady was the optician was working. I mean, one could say that she should have gone to Specsavers, oh. but she already is there and oh, working there. Phil. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, look, I I completely agree with that as as being our. Sick cancer of the week because <laughs> so like when when Sarah got home with them and was like look what happened and I was <laughs> like what you. on earth and the fact that she melted them and whatever to you them. have in your head listeners it's far worse than that I can assure you what, and what's what also makes it worse is they're not even so if you laid the, the glasses <laughs> on the desk like on a table with the the, the arms out it kind of it rocks it because it's over anyway, and then it goes. So they just sit on their lens constantly. Yeah, because the things are bent too far down. They're not sitting flush with the bottom of the 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 glass, the lenses. Um, oh, as they were. I understand what you mean now. As in, yeah, the, the arms yeah. So they're sit at like further an down than what the glass does. Yeah, so yeah. the thing, the glasses just they're turn just upright, over, and the yeah. glass and the lenses end up being face down against the ground, and the stems up into the air because they're. Lighter than the, the but lenses. I could have like severe whiplash, and these would not move. Yeah, they probably. wouldn't move. <laughs> so there is that. Well, fact, she the did of, the in... job. Like they're not going to slide they're off your yeah. face. <laughs> no. So technically, job done. Very true. But I guess, I guess you know, 
should the should um, inertia come into it and you suddenly stop, your glasses aren't going to be the thing that keeps no. going. It's going to be your shoes or something instead, <laughs> something else tied on. Um, well, no, I think I think it's very clear. Anything more to add, you two, to that story, that situation? Both glasses wearers yourselves? I, I, I enjoy... Aside from the part where... I don't know. I really like these glasses, so I'm very upset that that happened to yours because they're really comfortable. I'm so glad you can relate. Mm. Like they, they were really comfortable, yeah. Now they like, I have like calluses on the back of my ears from where they gripped on. Now they're hooked on. Now it's like wearing um. And it happened goggles. like a week before lockdown, so there wasn't even time to get them fixed. Yep. So. Yep, this it's is true. Just life now. It's true. Um. Well, op- optician, you are no doubt. Our sick Kent of the week, and the message for you: you should have gone to Specsavers, even though you did. Um, yes, team Drew, Bianca, yes. Sarah Moon. Yeah. Thank you, as always. We've now reached that very special part of the show where it is ending time. Special for cool. us because we don't have to talk anymore. Special for the listeners because they don't have to listen anymore. And uh, I don't know who gets the upper hand there. I think it's probably the listener. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's go with. Bianca. Yeah. How do we end the show? Yeah. Uh, Drew, how do we end the show? Yep. And I was so close.